Welcome back to the Coach Emery Show. I'm your host, Coach Emery. And today I have with me a really good friend of mine. We go way back. Uh, and this is Tamika Murphy. Um, and she does a lot of things, but I want her to break down what she does. And I'm going to jump in like I always do. All right. So um, my name's Tamika Murphy. I am um, a real estate agent, not only a real estate agent. I am now a actually uh, the owner of MMB Realty Group. Um, I am a real estate broker um, here in the city of Buffalo. Nice, nice, nice. It's a lot of words to put with your name, man. Yeah. So for people who don't know what a broker is, um, what is a real estate broker? So a broker, um, they're a little bit above a step of a real estate agent. Um, we have a little bit more training um, to go through as far as learning the market, as far as learning the real estate world. And a broker also, it gives you the opportunity to um, mentor and as well as um, open your own brokerage and run your own team and running your own business. That's dope. Wow. So is it a lot of brokers like that you know, or is it is it not a... Um... Is it not easy to become a broker? Um, so I do know a lot of brokers, but what I do find out, um, what I found out over the last 10 years is that a lot of real estate agents don't even want to go through the process, the education, the learning um, to become a broker or get that brokerage license. It is a lot of work. Okay. okay. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm, I'm, it makes sense why you will be a person that would have done that because I've, as long as I've known you, you've been like in, I want to say overachiever, but a high achiever. Yeah. You know, I feel like you've always worked hard towards the things that you wanted. You know, we've started out our early lives together and then crossed paths in the business world. And then now, you know, back in entrepreneurship. So I want to ask you a couple of questions about the transition from going from corporate America into entrepreneurship. And when did you know it was the right time and what made you want to do it? Okay. Um, whew. So I was in, um, I worked for a financial institution, actually a couple for a combined of maybe 15 years. Um, I, I would say I've always had in the back of my mind that real estate was something that I wanted to do, even when I left high school and went on to college. But, um, you know, life happens, family happens, friends happen. And we as, you know, growing up as young adults, we, you know, lose track of what's really important to us. So I, I probably would say, you know, probably 11 or 12 years ago, just working in um, wealth management, management and a financial institution. And I'm just looking at all of these um, wealthy clients that I had and everyone became wealthy somehow having to do with real estate. So mm -hmm. in my mind, I'm like, you know, I'm in a, I'm in the wrong business. I'm handling their money, their accounts, their investments when I should be the one that, you know, is out here handling, you know, where they get in the investments money and, you know, real estate from. So, um, when you have your mind set on something, nothing else can kind of like hold you back. So, you know, the last two years in my financial institution, when I tell you everything, and this, this is how I think everyone in corporate America knows that it's over. When every little thing that your boss, your managers, your coworkers say, when you just don't care anymore, that's when you know, you know, it's time. Follow your, follow your dreams because, you know, they're going to yeah. fire you or you're going <laughs> to quit on the scene or, you know, so um, that's what happened to me. That's, you know, that's what happened. I feel like that's, 
<laughs> I feel like that sums up like every entrepreneur. Like you could walk in the door and the elevator ding, and it's like, oh, I hate that elevator, but yeah. <laughs> it don't oh, matter no. what it is. Right. When your energy change as soon as pulling in, as soon as you pull into that right. parking lot or you walk into that building, when that energy starts <laughs> to shift and change and you have nothing but negative thoughts. Like, you know, this day here, oh, here I go with these right. people. Why right. you got to say good morning to me? Like right. every little thing, you know, and it it was two years in the making. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful yet ugly transformation when you go yeah. through that. Right. Because it's, uh -huh. it's very scary, you know, believing that, you know what, I'm going to take this, this safety net from under uh -huh. me and I'm going to jump as something yeah. I believe in more than anything else. And I'm going to take these signs of you know the frustration that i have by just seeing the yellow lines of the parking lot right you know like i want to take this as a sign that this place no longer serves me and then when you make uh -huh. the jump the first step it's like the biggest gasp it's like <gasps> what did i just do right and it's like uh -huh. that feeling like how did you overcome that feeling like what was the first move you made when you when you when you got that feeling so <laughs> it was it wasn't just like a first move. It was it was probably me calling like my best friend and my husband every single day on breaks, on lunches, like complaining. You know, I remember um I called I called my husband one time and I was just like in tears and I never like I only cry when I'm nervous, like real nervous or really pissed off and it was something that my manager did at the time and I can't even I can't even put my finger she probably said something wanted me to do somebody else's work or something like that and I just caught my husband and I'm crying like you know I can't do this no more uh they they um they passed me up I'm sorry they passed me up on another promotion for somebody that I trained and mm. you know so I remember um just calling him crying and he's like you know just wait it out you almost at that point you know just wait it out um, and then I, I remember my grandmother dying and I took off, I probably didn't have any days to take off, but I took off unpaid. And when I came back that week, it was so much work. And I think that was probably my breaking point. It was so much work. I felt like the manager was not sympathetic at all with what I was going through. Um, and it was just, you know, I, at that point, I'm like, I don't care. Do the work yourself. I'm not coming in tomorrow. I'm taking another day off. Right. And um, honestly, I, let me tell you something that I've never told anyone. All these interviews. Uh, exclusive. That, all, these, all these interviews that I've done. And everyone just assumes. Everyone just assumes. So I will tell you this. Um, I remember like yesterday, <laughs> we were um, coming back from a meeting. And... Um, you know, it's almost time to clock out. And my manager is like, um, Tamika, can I see you in a, the boardroom? You know, and they call you in that boardroom, but I've At been the in end that of the day. Right. I've been in that boardroom so many times. I'm like, oh, what, you know, are they going to write me up? Like, what's going on? So I get in the boardroom. It's like four other people around. And this was the time that they were laying people off and just mm -hmm. letting go of people. And it was like four people around. And normally, like, I will probably get nervous. When I tell you I was not nervous, I sat at that table and um, they they said, you know, we're we're letting you go. And I'm like, okay, where do you want me to sign? Like, right. <laughs> where do you want me to sign? And they're like, well, do you have any questions? Nope. Oh. Nope. I don't, have, I don't have any questions at all. Just give me, you know, and, and I thank them. I thank them for, you know, training me to, you know, be the best that I can at that job. Um, because what I learned was I was going to take everything from that job and incorporate it into, you know, building my own business.
Wow. So do you feel like you would have quit had then I did that? Yeah, I was actually, um, I had already planned um, my exit plan with um, actually quite a few people that are now entrepreneurs. Um, Every single day in lunch and breakfast, we were sitting there at the tables planning our exit plans. But I was actually that week, so I got fired probably like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. That following Monday was when I was planning on giving them my resignation letter. So I was going to give them my two weeks letter. So I think that, again, that's not, you know, it didn't bother me as much. It just didn't happen on my time. Right. Right. That's, that's you know, what it's crazy because sometimes when we have things happen in that way, right? Uh-huh. It's like you're standing on, it's like I never went uh, skydiving out of a helicopter, but everybody says they they push you on two. Oh, yeah. Instead of three, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like that feeling right there. Like, I'll be yeah. ready Monday and you get fired Thursday, right? Uh-huh. You know, it's always that little bit of, I'm going to push you just in case you get in your way. I'm going right. to make sure you do this thing you said you're going to do. And, and I've seen that as a sign. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, but but I will tell you somewhere you've been for so long. You know, that's all I knew in most of my adult years. So, right. you know, I talk big sh- stuff. I'm sorry. You can cuss. I talk, you can say shit. I talk, I, I talk big shit for <laughs> the longest. And um, when it happened at the moment, I'm like, okay. But then, like, the next day, I was like, what the hell just happened? Like, right. you know, right. uh, like, <laughs> like, what am I going to do? And at the time I had my real estate license, I was just working part time. And, you know, I, I felt myself like getting depressed, you know, for that whole week. I'm like, I, I, I'll i get up like I'm getting ready to go to work, realize I don't got to go to work. I'm dropping the kids off. And I felt myself like sitting on the couch being depressed forgetting that I had real estate really to fall back on because I've been preparing myself for two years prior to this. So at the time, my clientele was already picking up. Right. So, um, you know, (laughs) I was sitting on the couch one day and my husband was like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I can't believe, you know, these people let me go. And he was like, you got a business. You need to run that business, you know? So I'm like, well, I'm like, but I don't know. And he was like, you need to run that business. And that probably like an hour or two after that conversation, I got up, I went to my then brokerage company. And from that point forward, I was in that office just learning from, you know, people that was there way longer than I was on yeah. what to do and how to do it. And that's how the business kind of grew from there. That's amazing that you mentioned that because that phase, no, a lot of people don't talk about right? They talk about the desperation that you feel when it's time to leave something. But a lot of people don't acknowledge that moment, right? Like it's the, you know, when you jump and uh-huh. all the way down to you feel like you hit something, like you've landed uh-huh. somewhere and I'd be rock bottom and maybe wherever you plan to meet. But that distance between that jump or that push and where you stop at, it's right. like such an uncomfortable feeling. Oh yeah, And I'm I'm so glad you had a support system to like, hey, yo, you got this, you got stuff. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? You feel yep. like that support system um, continues to to elevate you, or you feel like that's absolutely you? nope. And you know, I um, and I, I sometimes I feel so bad when I when I talk to other entrepreneurs, and I do a lot of mentoring too, mm-hmm. uh, where people say they don't have their families to support them, or their friends don't support them, or you know, and I feel bad for those people because I didn't have that. So you know, my husband was always there. My siblings were always there. My best friends were always, you know, it was always someone there to 
to tell me like, you got this, keep going and to push me forward. My kids, right. even, you know, even my kids, as young as they are, they were at the time, you know, we, we as parents feed so much into your children. When they start feeding into you, you have no other option, but right. to, you know, but to right. succeed because, you know. Yeah, that's, that's, so, a, yeah. that's, that's amazing. And again, that's another thing I'm glad you said, because a lot of people have that story of, you know, I had nobody, I had no help, especially people from our culture, right? It's very common to do it all alone, right? We didn't get a $20,000 loan from grandma or granddad or dad or, exactly. you know, so a lot of us don't, you know, we don't have the proper support system in that aspect, but it's good to hear someone who did have the proper mm -hmm. support in the home structure, because a lot of times the story is you did it by yourself, you know, and sometimes people um, rob themselves of the opportunity to use that as a benefit to themselves, and we, right? And we still do, though. We still mm -hmm. do, because you got all these people believing in you to do something great. But, you know, in our minds, it's like, you know, you're still not doing enough. Like, right. I can't do it. Or, you know, how am I supposed to get from this step to, to this step? You have these people believing in you. But at the end of the day, we as entrepreneurs are the hardest on ourselves. You know, Absolutely. it's still like I'm not doing enough. Like, you know, I'm not making enough. I'm not providing enough. So, right. I had that moment this morning. I had to write my thoughts. I was like, yo, what, what got me feeling like this, man? I wrote it yeah. down in my book and I wrote it as questions and I answered the questions. Like, ah, okay, that's where it is right there. You know, we have a lot of questions in our head and we look outside for the answers sometimes. And lately I've been just like, yo, write it down as a question and then like go drink some tea and come back to the question as myself, like as my full confident self. You know what I mean? And I'm glad that like you said it is, it is something that we have to overcome. And people like you and I, with the connection that we do have to the community and the people in the community and businesses in the community, that's something that we're gonna even further, right? That we're aware of that now. So I'm glad I'm glad that you are mentoring people. I'm glad that you are building a network of entrepreneurs and, and you know, your company has expanded so much. Tell me a little bit about your company and how you decided to start your own brokerage. OK, so um, my company, MNB Realty Group, I am um, co-founder. So it's three of us, myself, uh, Mia Mutri and Rosalind Bergen. So um just a little back history. I know I met Mia. I didn't know Mia coming into real estate, but um, I did meet her at my very first brokerage. We didn't know each other, but um, a mutual friend kind of said, hey, you two work at the same brokerage. You should meet each other. Um, although I was in the office like every day, she was part-time at the time that I went full-time. So we kept missing each other. And then one day, you know, we've seen each other in the office. We talked um, and I'm, you know, I... <laughs> It's taken me a long time to get to the place where I am in life. And even, you know, 10 years ago, because I was never a people person. And, you know, a lot of times I just had like this chip on my shoulder. I didn't trust anyone. I didn't really want to talk any to anyone. Didn't want anybody in my business. But, um, you know, in the office, just talking to Mia, we talked a few times. We helped each other out with clients a few times. And then we went to lunch and realized that we had, you know, kind of like the same goals and and mine so um probably like a year after we met we decided to partner up and become team Mutri and murphy um again we were at a, a at a company where you know um after a few years after five years at that company they just weren't um they weren't supporting us the way we felt we should have been supported right there um so then we met mia actually had a deal with Roslyn. now 
quick story about Roslyn. Roslyn was actually um, one of the only Black real estate agents that I've seen or heard of. So I would drive through my neighborhood and her signs will be up everywhere. I've never like met, I, you know, I never talked to her. I never met her. But I'm like, oh, I can do this. Like, you know, this is a black real estate agent. I can do that. So a um, couple of years down the road, Mia had an interview or lunch with Roz. Roz said, hey, you guys should um, come over to our brokerage. And I'm telling Mia, no, we're not leaving. Again, that fear, that right, fear right. and being comfortable. Um, and Mia's like, no, let's just go meet with Roz. You know, she's not, let's just go meet. We're not leaving. We go meet with her and instantly I'm like, I want to come over to that company. I want to be with Roz. She's the manager. Yeah. The one of the only black managers and probably any of the real estate companies within the city of Buffalo that I know of. And we know a lot of brokerages at the time she was one of the assistant managers. Wow. So I kind of wanted her to mentor, you know, yeah. mentor me. So we went over to that company, um, was there for a couple of years, then um, the pandemic hit. Um, so we, by that time, Mia, Roz, and I, you know, Roz, would, we would have our monthly reviews and she would call us in the office and one of my goals, and she would ask what my goal is. And my goal was to always run my own company. Mia thought I was out my mind. Roz thought I was out my mind. And I'm like, no, we're going to do it. We're going to run our own company. Pandemic hit. Um, <laughs> Wait, you and, included them in it at, even in the vision. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Yeah, I knew I knew I wanted to collaborate with someone. I just didn't know who it was. But me and Mia had already did so well, you know, and then Roz was like, you know, um, she wasn't really doing going where she wanted to go in that company. Yeah. So Roz said, um, you know, we had lunch one time and she said, I think it's time. And I was like, it's time for what? <laughs> you know, it's time for what? <laughs> she said, you know, it's time. Wow. And I, you know, I, again, talking big stuff, but when it was time, I was like, oh, no, I can't do this. Right, right, right. I right. can't do this. So in the process of planning, to make a long story short, in the process of planning, the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of like, you know, we might as well just wait. We don't know what's going to happen. Nope. We were like, we're not waiting. We got our attorney. We talked to our accountant. We um, talked to actually a couple of attorneys, accountants, like um, business mentors. You know, we interview people. We, a lot we of people. Continue, <laughs> we continue to interview people because it was like, if we're going to do it, we need to do it the correct way. Right. Um, you know, and we set our business up the, the way that we seen fit. And um, when that pandemic hit, it was like we opened and we just took off from there. How do you fit? OK, so let me ask you a question. Again, another time, a lot of people like the pandemic is such a controversial topic for me. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like for a lot of people, the pandemic was, again, jumping on too, maybe pushing you on too, uh -huh. right? For instance, you said you were planning, which I were planning, then the pandemic hit and it kind of pushed you like you would have been ready in three months. Yeah. And the pandemic hit and now, you know, it, it pushes you in. Um, uh -huh. And now that you, you I want to go back to something you said. Now that you mentioned it, I remember seeing the team uh, Murphy Mucci and Mucci and Murphy, yeah. Mucci Murphy. Uh -huh. Yes, I remember seeing that. And it's yeah. it's so interesting that you said that that um, Roslyn was one of the only faces you would see that you know that you could identify that with even like before yeah. you became a real estate agent uh -huh. right she was i mean she was the one that like really pushed you know seeing her sign in a lot of different places it was her and probably one other um 
black real estate agent. And I've mm. seen their signs all over my neighborhood and everything. And I'm like, you know, I can, you know, I can do it. If they can do this, I can do this. Right. And, yeah. Now how, how amazing does it feel for that to be your partner though? Right. Like how dope is that for that to be like someone yes, you sir. aspire to be like, and now you roll with them. I tell her this all the time. And I say it in a lot of interviews. Um, in my mind, when God, when God has a plan for you and you have a plan for yourself, but you don't necessarily see the people and you don't necessarily see the money. And, you know, he brings all of that together because it wasn't in my mind to leave my first company and go over to another company right. because I was comfortable. You know, even though we weren't being treated the way we thought, I was still I was there and that at that real estate company for five and a half years. So I was comfortable. Um, but speaking with Roz, when we went over to that other company, um, I was never fully like comfortable, but mm -hmm. I was comfortable with Roz. I wasn't right. comfortable with the company, but I was comfortable with Roz. You I know? That makes so much sense. And it's interesting that it's so interesting how things happen. Like your story, yeah. I want to dissect it so much because these are the moments that a lot of people sometimes miss. Uh-huh. Right. And obviously not you, but people miss this even in their own story sometimes. Like the fact that you got there and you, you're the reason you stayed was Roz. Right. Uh -huh. But you weren't comfortable there, which already created in your mind. I'm not I, I, this isn't forever. Right. Then you already knew like, yo, I want to when she what her continually asking you a lot of bosses, a lot of managers or leaders don't ask their team what their goals right. outside of that team is. Right. Uh -huh. Because. That, that requires them to understand this person doesn't desire to be here forever. So a lot of companies will ask you, what are your goals within the company? You know, what do you want to be within the company in five years? And right. she got to you like, hey, what do you want to do after this? Like, what's your bigger goal? And I think and that, that was something that, yeah, that was something that was never, you know, never really yeah. asked. And I'm glad that it was coming from her because in your mind like how dope is that that this person now that i you know i respect so much wants to know what i want to do next uh -huh. like yeah that, that was dope that you were able to soak up that game and and yeah. get that you know one of my um one of my supervisors at a, at years ago at a job is now one of my closest friends uh -huh. and it's so interesting how it happened because it was a job i could i, I was really good at the job but i hated the job yeah. i was amazing at it when i do you know when when you show up in the space and you do the thing you know, it's amazing, right? But when right. you show up, you don't want to do it. Even if you can do it well, it, it sucks your soul, right? It, it drains you. And so he knew, like, yo, you don't want to be here, man. Yeah. He's like, yo, do you, do you want to be here? I'm like, no. He like, I bet. So listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to ride this thing out until I let you go. I'm going to give you a heads up so you know what's going on. So like one day he walks in, he's like, today's the day. I'm like that. Like, <laughs> and so, but it's, it's the bond that he and I have is such, it's so crazy. Like he's like literally like a brother to me. Uh -huh. Right. And so we've went on to do, you know, endeavors together, businesses, you know, things like that together. And when I got to that job, he was just this really cool guy that was the manager. And, you know, I didn't know much about him except right. for that. He was just a cool dude. Be, I ended up getting moved to his team. And that's when we had our conversations and built our the, the beginning of our relationship. Had no idea how far I was going to go. Uh -huh. You know, so after I left that place, he and I began our first like coaching venture together right and so it's really cool how that happened because had I not been put in a position to be at a place I didn't want to be and then be moved to his team as like a last resort for him to like 
Yo, if, if somebody uh-huh. whip you in the shape, it's gonna be him. Yeah. Nah, doesn't work like yeah. that. <laughs> I tell I tell people all the time, including my agents, you cannot always be comfortable because once you become uncomfortable, that's when you start making or you know being pushed into uncomfortable situations that make you want to just you know just go just do what you you got to do to become successful and I just feel like um I feel like most of my life I've been placed in uncomfortable situations where you just have no choice but you know just to just to adapt absolutely absolutely I'm glad you brought up um you know the most of your life part because we're pretty young, right? We're pretty young. We are. We are. <laughs> you know, sometimes we don't we don't treat ourselves like it, but we're really young. We're really young um, in comparison to what our parents are doing at this uh-huh. age. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's so when I think about that, I know that you have children. Do you mind talking about that? No, but okay, cool. We so, open, we're, we're open book I'm here. Just making sure. You. you know what I'm saying? You. Some people don't want their kids talked about. I want the people. That. Um, so uh, my oldest daughter, she has her own business that she started in. It's a passion project. And I know that you encourage your your children the same to you know to follow their passions and you help them invest in those things. Do you feel like you had that when you were younger? Um nope. No. No. Nope. So when I growing up, I grew up as a foster child. So I was From the age of six till I went to college at the age of 17. So, Wait, so it chopped it chopped you out. It, your phone. Oh, muted I'm sorry. For a second. I was a I was it did it again. Put my phone on do not disturb. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's cool. I was a foster kid from the age of six to um I went off to college at, at 16 mm-hmm. uh, or just turning 17. So although I had um I had, you know, foster parents and they did what they could. Um, Growing up, I just never felt like I had that um, push of encouragement. It was always that, you know, I had to do something that they wanted me to do. Like I went to hair school. I became a cosmetologist. You know, you got to go to the school to do this. You got to do that. You got to be, you know, so I was never, it was always what they wanted me to be and what they wanted me to do. So when I went off to school, That was kind of like, you know, like most young adults, they get off to school and they get wild and, you know, they got that freedom and they do whatever they, you know, they wanted to do. But growing up, I never had, you know, I never had the type of encouragement at home that I try to give my kids now. Right. And do you feel like it's because you didn't have it or do you just feel like we're in a different time and space where that's more normal? Mm, Both. Um, I know I didn't have it. You know, I know I didn't have it, um, but even if I had just an inkling of somebody saying, you know, they believe in me and believe in my dreams mm-hmm. back then, like some of my friends had, you know, my path probably would have, you know, I probably would have been a multi-billionaire by this point. Multi. You never know. Probably 50 bucks. Um, <laughs> right. Multi-billionaire. Right. But um, I didn't have that then. So a lot of things I kind of like had to teach myself and, you know, grow grow myself and figure a lot of things out myself. Um, Now with my kids, you know, we always want to treat our kids or we always want to give our kids what we didn't have. So I kind of, you know, and sometimes we overdo it. Sometimes too much where, you know, they become entitled and just feel like, you know, they they deserve it because they're them instead of having to work for certain things. Um, But, yeah, I've never felt, you know, 
completely different than the way I was raised. Yeah. That's that's pretty interesting that you you shared that part about um us overdoing it, some people overdoing it. Because uh-huh. it's like how you know, it's like a if you've not never seen something done, how do you know if you're doing it too much? Right. Right. So it's like it's a balance that you have to, you know, sometimes it's like it's tough because we want to like give them all the game that we've gotten over the years. Uh-huh. We want to show them all the things that we know. And sometimes sometimes it's like, uh, I gotta let you experience yeah, that on your you, own. Gotta let you bump your head sometimes. Right. And I, you know, I go through that with my, you know, with both my kids, but I have an 18 year old and I have a 13 year old. Mm-hmm. My 18 year old will be 19 soon. And it's so many things that I'm like, you know, I can only tell you once after I tell you the second time, if you don't take my advice, you, you know, you got to see what, what the consequences are. And I, you know, I, I tell them and they'll tell you every action has a reaction. Every yep. reaction has a consequence. So you have to deal with that based on the decision that you make yeah absolutely that's that's so it's so interesting because i i kind of had um, like huh i said it's interesting because i i kind of had a similar situation where i had some support but it was more so like support for what you think mm-hmm. you i should, should do yeah right so it's like i had encouragement but as soon as you slip off the path they want you on it's like oh you're wasting your life you're gonna ruin uh-huh. your and it's like, nah, man, but I'm feeling something different, you know? So yeah. for years, we we often step into a space where, you know, people talk about imposter syndrome. I think at the age when your your family or your friends are encouraging to be something, you're actually an imposter, like for real, uh-huh. like it's not just a syndrome because right. you're living a life now for others, right? And imposter syndrome is you're living a life for you. You just don't feel adequate or whatever at that moment right. for the role. But actually being an imposter is when, you know, you let people encourage you to do something that's not even in your path, in your, in your uh-huh. plan for yourself. Uh-huh. So I feel like, you know, a lot of us had that. So now that we are aware, our children are going to be equipped with so many weapons that we didn't have at our disposal. And exactly. I think that sometimes it like it, it's almost like it skipped a generation of, of, uh-huh. of you know, um, awareness. Right. So I know that you have um, over the last like two years basically with your business since the pandemic you have scaled like the things that you've done like went from agent to broker to 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 own your own brokerage you're partnering with your own team of brokers and doing something like that and having that much of a transition that fast do you feel like you fully are comfortable in that space yet or do you feel like you're growing into it every day i'm definitely growing into it every day I um I learn something new every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been thrown into like a mentor position where before I get to pick and choose who you know who to yeah. mentor and who like now we have we have a, a small boutique company and we have 19 agents. Mm-hmm. So I'm dealing with you know the different personalities and I'm dealing with the different questions and the different ways of learning. Um, so I learn as they learn sometimes too. I can bring them all the experience, all the knowledge that I know, teach them every single thing that I know. But we also, you know, I'm I'm growing every single moment in this business. That's so dope. Man. Yeah. That's so dope. I, and I love that. Like this is such a it's so refreshing to hear you, you know, you're very transparent with it. Like a lot of people I talk to. You know, I, I, apparently I pick good people because they give a lot of the introspective stuff. But with you uh-huh. being transparent about still learning and, you know, and and honestly, just like about the fact that like you used to be able to pick the people you mentor. Now it's kind of like 
they're handed to you, you know, in a right. way. And, and so, we still, right, in a way. So we still like kind of handpick people to come into the business. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know, we probably do interviews every other week or something, but we don't hire a lot of people. We still get the handpick. But I, I consider myself like a people reader. Like I'm, I'm a good, you know, I can read people really well too. So um, in this business though, when you have so many people, sometimes you make mistakes. As as any new entrepreneur, you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna make a lot. You're gonna make a lot of them. You know, <laughs> I made um, one today. <laughs> and people, right? And I, I just feel like a lot of new entrepreneurs they don't see that. They just feel like when they make a mistake, they fail, they quit. And you know, I don't I don't have the the options or opportunity to quit. You know, it's not it's not in me. But some people are just like, well, I'm gonna let it go. I'm not working with this person anymore. I'm not, you know, I'm not working with that person for, you know, and just leave everything where it is. And that's not in me. So I grow, you know, and I'm learning to. I'm still learning to become a patient person. That's this. You sound smart. Yeah. You sound yeah, smart. I, would, I feel like I, would, I wasn't. I would like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> you sound real smart. Like I'm like, nah, man. I'm not. I don't know if I'm on this level. yeah no you are you are i'm just just playing i'm just messing with you but um so let's transition a little bit real quick into uh concepts right so like in building this business and in building what you've done over time as an entrepreneur like even as a real estate agent you're an entrepreneur so Uh you know from that time to now what would you say is one of the biggest lessons that you've learned and what would you say um you know, was it easy for you to, to understand that lesson? Like, was it easy for you to get that lesson or was it something you had to bump your head a couple of times? Um, so one of the biggest things I learned was, um, and we say this in my office all the time and to my agents, it's either, and, and this is something that my, my business partner, Roz, instilled in me, is either an earning day or a learning day. So where I might have, I might not have deals every single day, but I'm learning something every single day. And it's, it's, it just tells me that the day is not a complete waste. You know, um, I'm reading something every single day. I'm answering questions every single day. So just because I'm not making money on that day or that week or that month doesn't necessarily mean I'm failing because to me, I'm always, you know, finding new ways to to teach or finding new ways to mentor or finding new ways to train or something like that. So um, one of the biggest things, and I take that, you know, I take that by me telling myself that a lot, um, it teaches me a little bit more patience with myself, not yeah. with just anybody I encounter, but just with myself, just to know that, you know, okay, well, you didn't make no money this month because it will be some months that, you know, especially in real estate, it could be a few months where you don't make any money. But as long as you keep your mind sharp, um, keep reading and, you know, keep keep educating yourself on certain things, Whatever you educate yourself on during those months, when right. you are starting to make money, you're going to make even more because now at this point, you've learned so much more during those down, down times. That, yeah. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. Okay. A lot of sense. And I like that concept because, you know, with me being a solopreneur, like it's like I have an assistant that helps me when I need help, but for the most part, it's me. And um, I have a team around me, but they're not always in the day to day. And so- I have a really tough time with those learning days because I'm like, yo, am I moving the needle or not? Like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes mm-hmm. you don't really know that. And I think that having somebody in your camp and your team keeping you accountable, like, yo, today wasn't that day, right? Today is uh-huh. the day for 
something else. And I think that that's really cool to have that balance. And it's something I'm going to take from this as well, because that'll help me with those transitional days where I'm like, yo, I'm just, you know, getting calls, but I'm not really booking nothing or, you know what I'm saying? So like that. So um, that just helped me because I really didn't look at it that way. Right. I'm always, I I try to do it all in every day. So then that creates, you know, if I'm not earning that day, but I'm still learning, it's, I feel like I'm not, you know, in that space. So that's dope. Right. That's really cool. Yeah. So you talked about downtime. I want to talk about downtime. I want to end this on a fun note. So what do you do for fun? All I do is ever see you work. I see you work all the time. And what do you do for fun? Oh, so um, obviously I have my husband and my kids. So we try to, you know, dinner, family time, backyard time, you know, we do barbecues. Um, and then I have my circle of people, which could include my brother, my sister-in-law, my best friends, my cousins. Um, every weekend, we all kind of do different tasks. Like last week, we had a colors party. I might, at the drop of a dime, say, hey, everybody come over. I'm going to put the fire pit on. I really don't like going out much. Um, I'm, I just like simplicity. You know, I don't have to be around a crowd of people. I don't have to have everyone see me. Um, actually, I I used to hate going to networking events. <laughs> I hated it. Um, but for for fun, we just, you know, I just hang around my family and friends. That's privately. Cool. <laughs> see, I thought I was the only person that that like that's my fun. Like, yo, for fun, I just want to chill. Like, what you want to do today? Oh, it's a great day to chill. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> look at this 80 degrees. Yeah. It's a great day to do nothing. Like, this is yeah. perfect. <laughs> and I do, you know, I love it when like last week, not all of my clients seem to be on vacation. I'm like, what am I gonna do? So <laughs> I just, you know, it was just stuff around the house that I'm like, okay, I gotta get done. I've been neglecting certain things and let me do a little bit of shopping and you know, um enjoy my backyard space. So it's just um, yeah, I just like to be, you know, just like That's to dope. sit around. That's dope. So I'm gonna ask you a question. Um, so the first question I'm going to ask you is what advice would you have for someone who either just got their license, hasn't gotten their license yet, or has their license and doesn't know what to really do with it? What advice would you give them since you're someone who actually kind of, you know, you actually hire people, right? Uh-huh. So you're the kind of person that they would want to know something from. So what, uh-huh. would you, what advice would you give? So when I have, let, let me just, when I have people come and sit in front of me, brand new agents and they or they're, they're thinking about going through the class. The first thing I tell them, because I don't want anybody to go in thinking that, you know, this is just going to be a breeze. I let them know that it's not easy. Um, I let them know that if they're coming in, have some sort of savings because there will be, you know, months that you're not receiving a paycheck. Um, I let them know that, you know, this costs money. So I get I get out all of the negative stuff first. You know, I get out all of the negative first stuff first. But I also tell them that um, when they come into real estate, this is their business. They're running the business. I can only, you know, train you. I can only mentor you. But you have to implement and put in. You have to feed into your own business. What you feed into it, you get out of it. Um you have to be patient um, and you got to try to be, you know, you, you got to try to get along with everyone. 
Mm-hmm. Is it easy? Nope. And I tell people that it's not easy. My first couple of my first couple of years in real estate, I had to, you know, by that third year, I had to do a complete turnaround. But um, it, you know, is it's not a, it's not something that um, you're just gonna come in and think you're gonna make all of this money. You have to put the work into it. Yeah, that's it's not it, it's not instant gratification right. like so many people are looking for. <laughs> and and that's good to, for people to know, like you know. For instance, in your story earlier, you said like when you were at a corporate job, you were doing real estate part time, you mm-hmm. know, it was something you had under your belt, but it wasn't your full time thing. Right. And so you allowed that to make you money and connections and, you know, be 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 your networking really to build your portfolio of people mm-hmm. while you had some that was, that was guaranteed. Right. And so, and it's you know, not, it, yeah, and it's hard. Um, Like a lot of people don't do social media, but. I mean, I didn't really get into social media until I started doing real estate. And, you know, I made a lot of clients off of social media. Some of them I probably would never talk to again and wish I would have did my research on them (laughs) prior. (laughs) And some (laughs) of them we've actually become like really good friends and, you know, kind of like family now. I'm invited to all of the baby showers, the weddings, the, you know, graduation. So, um, it's it's a rewarding it's a rewarding um, occupation, but you it just depends on you know how you run it, how you yeah. run it as a business owner. That makes a lot of sense, and I like that. I like that, and I hope that if you are watching, you are a real estate agent thinking about becoming a real estate agent, or have your license and kind of don't know what to do. You know, that's that's some you know information that you can hopefully take with you because. You know, it's something that I wanted to do. I told you a while ago, like, yo, I'm gonna get my license. I never did. Um, because yeah. you know, it's <laughs> it's not too late though. Right. It's and not, I'm going you know? to, I'm going to, but it's um what I realized was I was doing a lot. Uh-huh. I was very busy, but I wasn't actually getting stuff done. So yeah. I put every, you know, a lot of things to the side, like, yo, do what I'm doing in this moment right now. Cause you know, yeah. as a thinker, we could have a million ideas, but you know, chasing oh, those ideas all at the same time, you look like that dog in the yard. Yeah. So. Oh, I know. I have uh, <laughs> my my mind works crazy. I have ideals every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I do tell people, too, because we have real estate agents and they come and they're they already own five or six different businesses. And one of the questions that I ask them is, what is your why? Because you have to find what makes you happy. It's not just something that you want to come into, spend the money and then not work it. Right. You know, because then you're just wasting money, you're wasting your time and you're wasting everybody else's time. Right. So if you if you already own three, four five and six different businesses, great. But at some point, if you want to see um, a return on real estate, you have to you know, you got to kind of stay focused on that for a little bit. That's dope. That makes sense. And so somebody like me, I definitely need to wait like a little while because <laughs> um, because I, I do so much and. A lot of it is like when I'm building something, my brain is hyper-focused, right? But even in my hyper-focus, as I'm building something, like, oh, and this could be, and it's like, yo, hey, chill. Like, I got to put my brain on Do Not Disturb when I'm working. Like, not my phone. My phone don't bother me. It's my brain that Uh needs to be put on Do Not Disturb. So um, that that is definitely, you know, something for me specifically, like, come into this thing when I got the time to dedicate time to it. Yeah. You know, so that's dope. Um, and you might, you might decide to do it at 50. I might. I know? might. You know, once I'm a billionaire, I might just want to sell houses. Hey. You know, because I'm going to be a billionaire by 44 and a half. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. 
44 yeah, and a half you, years. So. You wouldn't even have to sell it, sell houses at that time. I'm going to give them away. I'm going oh, okay. to meet with people, you know what I'm saying? And then like, I'm going to make them think they got to buy the house, make them go through all the process, submit the paperwork, and I'm going to give them the house. I just want to make like sure y'all serious. Oh, I like that. When you when you get to that point, call me. We're going to make a, it a show. It's I'll be a, a billionaire partner. Yeah, it's going to be a show. We're going to have a show. All right. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get there to that part, this <laughs> next... <laughs> Man, see, now I lost my question. I knew I was going to do that. I lost my question. <laughs> it's probably for the best because it was a really tricky question too. Um, So lastly, what I want you to do is take a couple moments to let people know where they can find you, uh-huh. things that you have coming up and whatever you want people to know. I'm going to shut my mouth and I'm going to let you just rock out until you're done. All right. So um, our office is located, MMB Realty Group office is located at 651 Delaware Ave. Um, that's downtown Buffalo on a corner of Delaware and North, a big brick building. Um, you can contact the office at um, 716-534-8495. Um, if you want to reach me directly, you can find me on Facebook. It's Tamika Collins Murphy Sells Homes. Um, Tamika Collins Murphy underscore realtor on Instagram. Um, you can find me there as well, or just my um, personal Facebook page, which is open um, at Tamika Collins Murphy. Just type me in or Google me. Um, you can find all of those, um, all of that information there on Google as well. That's dope. So right. I'm I'm glad that they know where to find you now. I'm glad they know where to find you. So <laughs> now, before we end this thing, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Now, because we got history, I can ask you an even cooler question. Okay. So, do you remember the bus number that we used to be on? Was it, I think it was 428. Was it 428? It was 428. Okay. It was 428. All right. Now, last, now, spinoff question. Do you remember our bus A's name? Oh my gosh, no. But I remember <laughs> how I remember how she looks. And it's so funny that you said this because probably about five years ago, I seen her in tops or something, and I just called out her name. I don't know. Like I, I would have to see her face, but I don't. What was it? Miss Lily. Miss Lily. <laughs> yeah, Miss Lily. Yes. Wow. That's how far we go back. Cheese bus yep, days. So that's so campus west campus west yes yes yo speaking of which i don't want to talk about this on the show yo okay you just did it you just did it for me so um if you have my book i have a chapter in there about eva doyle eva doyle is miss doyle and miss doyle was a teacher at campus west and many other places throughout um i don't think she ever stops teaching like no matter she's not gonna be at school she's just teaching but i ran into her recently i hadn't seen her in a long time she had a copy of my book already and she knew I wrote a chapter about her and she was just like, I'm so thankful, you know, I'm just, you know, honored to be in your book and I didn't know some of those things about you and it was, you know, it was cool. And then I'm like, you know what? I want to put together an event to honor you. Oh, wow. So, and she was like, I would like that. I'm like, can I do that for you? Cause you know, you got to ask people sometimes you want to just do it. And they're like, no, nah, right. I want to be there. She said, yo, I would love that. And I'm like, I'm going to get a lot of our, you know, you know, peers together, people that we were students with her, and we're going to do it at her library, at, at the auditorium in her library, in the, in the Meriwether Library, but the auditorium is named after her now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was standing in there, and I have a picture with her, and I'm like, yo, her name is on this library. Like, not only did she impact me, she impacted so many other people to the point where she has an auditorium 
in the library. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're putting that together. So stay tuned for that. I wanted to bring it up. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it on the show. But then you no. was like, this Doyle. I'm like, yo, yeah. Bet. Well, let me just tell you. I know, I know we're about to end, but let me just tell you about Miss Doyle because you asked like if anybody ever kind of in a in the beginning pushed me to do something. And Miss Doyle, I think we had her English maybe fourth or fifth grade yes, yes. and it was an essay writing contest and the um the the winner of the essay writing contest it was like a national essay writing contest. the richmond speaking contest no 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 not the richmond which is crazy because i was in a richmond speaking contest and fainted yeah i fainted seventh grade richmond speaking contest fainted on campus west Yo. state no, i need no, the no. video i need the video <laughs> But I, I wanted, and my family was like so disappointed because I was doing a Maya Angelou, um, a Maya Angelou speech, and I and I was supposed to actually meet Maya Angelou that day, and she never came wow. to Campus West. But I um, I fainted on stage because I was I always get nervous when I do public speaking. Even to this day, my hands sweat like all of that. But real quick, so Miss Doyo encouraged me to. Um, to enter my essay into this essay writing contest. And I'm like, no, I didn't want to do it. And then she called called the house and talked to, you know, my foster parents about it. And they said, no, go ahead and do it. So she did it and I won the contest. I won the contest and I won a trip to Disney um, for, for that contest. So every since then, and she still tells me this to this day, she um she calls me a journalist she like ever since then she she thought I was going to be in journalism and it's so crazy because that's what I actually went to bus state for was journalism and communication wow listen man yo Miss Doyle is like it's hard to even explain like the role she plays in people's lives it's not Uh something that you can really quantify like it's right it's like if you have you ever read the alchemist yep Okay, so yep, she's I'm like, actually about to, I actually just gave it to my daughter, my 18 year old yes, daughter. Yes. Yo, I gave, I gave it to my daughter when they turned 18 uh-huh. as well. Um, yep. It was the gra- first graduation present for um, eighth grade, no, high school. And uh-huh. then she never read it though. I'm like, yo, do you read that book yet? Yeah, I don't think my daughter read it either. But in that book, in the beginning, I'm not going to tell the book, but Nebuchadnezzar is this king that he meets with. And uh-huh. then all throughout the book, like he keeps showing up as different things and i feel yep. like eva doyle is very similar to the king and the alchemist because uh-huh. she always shows up when as you need that different. push yep. yes as something different so um i'm putting that together so i'm i'm assuming by your story you'll be down keep me posted yep i'm gonna keep you posted so let me know what i can do to help absolutely absolutely so i will keep you posted on that so y'all stay tuned for that because that's going to be a whole other situation but tamika thank you so much for coming and kicking it with me today thank man you. thank you thank I- you I appreciate you. You know, we our, our stories intertwine so many ways. Like my daughter was um one of the uh, I guess like teachers for your kids at the program. So it's like yeah. full circle was so amazing just to see how this stuff works and how you never know how your story is tied with somebody else's story. So exactly. And my daughter still talks about your, your daughter. <laughs> That's still dope. Man. About so yeah, man. Just just thank you again for doing what you're doing, being a a, a, a real huge influence on the people you know we are now the eva doyles is of our generation and we gotta we gotta step you know we gotta go we can't let her down you know what i'm saying we got some some big shoes shoes yes absolutely (laughs) but as always y'all man if y'all got any questions for tamika she told you how to reach out to her i will put the links in the description of this episode 
But I want to thank you for coming out and spending this time with me. I know your time is money, so I'll put the check in the mail. But, uh, <laughs> but no, we um, good. We right, good. Cool. I ain't gonna charge you this time. <laughs> we'll call it even. We'll call it even. I'll do something. I got you. But um, but as always, y'all, thank you for coming out and watching the show. Be dope and be great. Thank you. <laughs>